Sound check, sound check. Is that on? Sound check. Is that coming up over there? Can they hear me? Can the chat hear me? Can they? Is the audio good? Can they? I just wanna make sure that the audio is good. Sounds good? Okay, wow, I'm so vertically challenged. So weird. There's like fake warrants showing that I'm five foot six. I'd, I'd like to have people. I mean, at least if you're going to make it fake, make it right. Um, all right. Well, everybody, I'm really excited to introduce Tori Morris. I've been following her for quite a while on a lot of her social media. And I think we would be very lucky to have her as Secretary of State. So she's going to come and talk to us about the whole process of how she's run and what she has had to accomplish through all of those challenges. So um, she's a mom. She's done some incredible things besides raising children. So she can give you a little bit more history of herself, but uh, we're, we welcome you and thank you for coming. Hi everyone. Um, my name is Tori Maris. It's Terpsahori Maris, a Tori for short. Um, sucking on a candy to just suppress a cough. So my apologies if I sound garbled. Um, I've got that tickle cough going. Uh, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So no, I already had it. I'm done. Been done. So um, I was just at the Ashland Chamber of Commerce. Um, that was actually quite interesting. And it seemed that voters was not going to work. So it seemed that voters um, are actually very interested in partaking. And I realized it dawned on me today, this morning during an interview that I had with my attorney pertaining to the case that I have at the Ohio Supreme Court, what the real problem is. And I think everyone can identify with it. You all form friendships in your life. And based on those friendships that are longstanding, there's a level of trust and loyalty in those friendships. Either that be your spouse, your best friend, your cousin, your sibling, whatever that may be, right? And you create a predicate in your life on how you interact with people and institutions based on that loyalty that you already experience. Now let's pretend that that loyalty is violated. That means you're starting to look at the person that you trusted for two years, five years, 10 years, 20 years differently. And then you start to question your reality. Am I that gullible? Am I that simple? If you, who is close to me or someone that I've entrusted so long, you know, that means I'm probably carrying on that gullibleness in all my interactions in life. Well, this is exactly the state of our nation and the state of our state and the state of every citizen right now in the U.S. We trusted our government. We believed in them doing the right thing. We trusted our media to report to us. Maybe some people found that disloyalty a lot earlier than others, but it's become extremely apparent over the past two decades. And it all comes back down to that one tipping point, the implementation of electronic machines. At that point with those elections with George Bush and Gore, the people of the United States started to formulate thoughts and conspiracies, yes? And this is Generation X we're talking about, right? Generation X, which grew up with no computers, no video games. They were told you better get home when the lights are out. And they just said, you better come home alive and not arrested. That's how they were raised. 
And they were the ones that were introduced into technology and into this new era of age of information with accessing it on your fingertips. Remember the internet boomed in the nineties, right? And so this trust that they had as children looking up to these well-polished politicians that show you their videos of their 2.5 children and their white picket fence telling you, hey, I'm better than you, so vote for me because I know best, right? Suddenly was shattered with the access to information and a cognitive dissonance began. Now, while many think, oh, this is just about the 2020 elections. In fact, the 2020 elections were at the peak of what we can call the tribal era that we are now weaning off of. For almost, I would say 12 to 14 years, the United States has become an era of tribal politics. You're either left or you're right. If you think that there's a meritful argument on the left, you're a traitor to the right. And if you think that there's a meritful argument to the right, you're a traitor to the left. And what people fail to see is that both of these parties are funded by the same corporations, some more than others, others being filtered through the parties. These are actual corporations. They pander to the public, look, I've raised $2 million, I'm important, therefore vote for me. That doesn't say anything. For us in Ohio, with this pandemic, which was actually an infodemic, and it was very well planned because they've convinced the whole population that even though in one year we only have 31.5 million seconds, let's do the math, we somehow produce 798 million vaccines. That would mean that we would be producing more than one vaccine per second. And considering that there aren't a lot of vaccine plants in America, that sounds a little bit far-fetched, doesn't it? So the pandemic, I mean, the math says pretty much right, right? Because they're telling us that they've produced, you know, what is it, 21 vaccines per second. And we're supposed to believe it. Now, a secretary of state, the only reason I ran is, it's actually two part. One is personal and one is no one else is doing it. I have conducted 45 elections outside of the United States. I have convinced nations to actually take these machines and embrace them for the sake of their democracy or to pacify an enraging population. And the reason is, is that we don't always go in guns a blazing. We tried it in Iraq and then we made up the weapons of mass destruction, you know, with the yellow cake down at the Nigerian river that didn't exist. And now we all know it never existed. And so we have been creating wars with lies, right? And we started first peacefully. We don't go with our guns a blazing. We don't drop boots on the ground first. First we go in diplomatically. We will replace your leaders that we agree with because this is what is happening. And over the past three decades, there have been the eliminate, we have eliminated four decades, a lot of leaders. And people haven't been able to just put their finger on it. We've been told we've been winning. I thought I was doing a great service to my country. I mean, I was actually quite excited. I mean, the day I got my orders in Pensacola, I was visited by a group of people saying, you're going to serve your country in another form and fashion. Because I had a high acuity to languages. I speak multiple languages. And therefore, I was kind of excited. I was thinking, oh, man, I'm going to be wearing cat suits. I'm going to know it wasn't glorious like that. It was more operations, more discussions, more analyzing the population and, you know, conducting cultural forensics to understand what is the biggest fear of that population and how can I amplify it to convince them to do it our way. That was my job. And I'm saying it and you're like, who are you? I'm people that don't exist. Contractors like me, you don't see. We don't talk. We retire somewhere in Costa Rica with Mai Tais and a big fat account. Unless we are pleasurable enough and not compromised enough to be actually slotted into office. 
And the thing is, John Bolton verified everything I said on national TV. We overthrow governments we don't like. And what I see is that in my nation, that actual weapon of mass destruction, where I was there when they discussed the creation of it, is being deployed within our borders. And it has been ongoing. For some reason, people, just like in the previous place I just spoke to, oh, do you believe that Trump won 2020? Of course he did, because they gave us the other guy. How do I know? Because elections have been rigged for two decades. 2004, how many of you were here in 2004 when there were elections? Those were rigged, right? They got caught, and it was the Republicans stealing it from Kerry. Someone might say, what? Oh, yes, they did. We had congressional hearings, if you remember. And then the guy died. I don't know if he's dead. He might be somewhere with my ties. He died, and that just went silent. No one discussed it again. In fact, the Department of Justice under Bush forced other states, sued other states, persecuted other states to embrace the digital technology for voting. And I hear my incumbent saying all the time, we do use paper ballots. See, this is double speak. Yes, we do. And they're all printed off of a PDF, by the way. He confirmed that to me in an email. But here's the kicker. People don't count those ballots. Machines do. So as the ballot is scanned, it goes into what you would call a cryptographic trapdoor, right? A black box. You've heard that term before, I'm pretty sure. In that, it encrypts the digital optical scan of your ballot recognizes who you voted for and then shuffles it around to then decrypt it two times and spit it out so nobody knows what you said, what you voted. It, it'll just shuffle it about. See, that was the selling point we had in countries like Iraq and Ukraine, right? Ukraine, 2014, you're welcome. I did that. And I'm ashamed of it. And if anyone says, no, it wasn't rigged, you have to pay attention more. Obama signed a package, a Ukraine bill in April of 2014, allocating, I think it was like $50 million, but it, we obviously took more than that. And uh, we hired, and it clearly says it in there. You can go to the website and see for yourself that we're sending over 2,000 temporary employees and 250 permanent employees to help usher Ukrainian elections. If you remember during those elections, they stopped counting in the middle of the night. And in the morning, Poroshenko, obviously, you know, you know, the guy that was having that conversation with Joe Biden about money and if he didn't do what he wanted, he's not, you know, there's going to be a problem with money. Quid pro Joe. Well, that guy was reelected. That was my doing. The whole pausing and blaming the Russians on it and then counting it because we needed to manufacture the data because the Ukrainians had actually wanted to be part of Russia, right? Because there were. Lots of people are scared to depart from nations that they've known for eons, right? Ukraine was always part of Russia, right? always throughout history. So there's a lot of people that still have that need to be under the flag of Mother Russia. And that's how we sold it to them. Don't worry, everyone's voice will be heard. They're encrypted. No one will see. We shuffle them. Don't worry about it. It was a fix and we did it. And that was my doing. I put it in my affidavit in Sidney Powell's case that everybody keeps laughing about. We'll point to one, one part of that that has not been validated. All of it is correct. The certifications are correct. I was watching that from a distance because I knew that in 2017, if I didn't make a record of it, it would disappear. I was concerned at what they were gonna do in the 2018 and 2019 elections. I was very concerned in 2017. And only one elected representative, Wyden, actually bit to the bait. He's probably really upset with that staffer that wrote that letter, where he actually sent the letter to one of these companies that, by the way, one of them is a defense contractor and the other one has very close ties with China. So not much slim pickings right there. But he sent him a letter and said, it's, it's very important that we have you know, certification you know, that you are certified to check these machines. He said that on October 3rd, 2017. The EAC in 2021 came out and said, yes, they didn't certify them traditionally, but it's just 
of course they're certified, even though we didn't certify them. So I was right. Everybody else was wrong. And I'm a person that's like a fire hose of information. And I have, I struggle with just streamlining it. But when my nation was on the line, I sat in a room full of top brass. And all I saw was people pitching for money to fix this. When I said, why are you chasing suitcases? Why are you chasing one election manufacturer? This is a trap. You guys are all supposed to be smart. Why are they only picking Dominion out? Oh, because it's going to look like you're attacking them and then they can get gag orders on you. When the software is the same in all the machines, hard inner civic, ESNS, Sequoia, all of them, Smartmatic, Dominion, they all have the same software inside in the core that mixes your ballots and spits them out so nobody knows how you voted. It's not about the structure itself. Yes, there are vulnerabilities that should be addressed. Right? When they have their own software that I can put patches on, worms on, if I'm near a printer that's connected to it, I can hack it. And that's a concern. But the biggest concern is inside. We're not allowed to know how it counts. We're just supposed to trust it. And that's a concern. And your Secretary of State, the incumbent right now, actually stated that in a lawsuit, that I'm not allowed to see how it counts and starts talking points of the media that have no place in the courtroom. I am not asking for anything irrational. I'm saying, I'd like to see how it counts it. Show me that it does one plus one. Show me that there's no algorithm or directions, instruction, it's instructive decryption. So when you encrypt something, you can actually run a script for it to decrypt based on an algorithm. So that's baked into the code, right? Because a lot of people like to talk. You can ask LaRose the technicalities. He probably won't be able to tell you anything, let alone Chelsea Clark. Right? She, she doesn't even know what she's running for if you ask her. So none of them can speak to this. I'm not an expert. I'm an amateur. I didn't write the code, but I watched all of them do it. And I was the one selling it. So I knew well enough to know what questions to avoid or to sensibly misdirect when other nations would ask us. It's not polarizing to ask, hey, this is my First Amendment. This is how my voice is heard at the ballot box. I just want to make sure it's counted correctly. And I don't understand why common sense now is such a revolutionary act. You know, we're supposed to be polarized. We're supposed to be, you know, calling the left crazy and the right, you know, whatever. Conspiracy theories, I mean, that just means that they're really good at pattern recognition, let's just be honest. <laughs> that was a term that the agencies spewed out to kind of shun people from speaking. And they will shun you, especially when you're speaking common sense. And the question everyone should be asking themselves is why has none of our media locally spoken to the fact that this is the first time an independent candidate for a statewide race has actually made it to the ballot? That is a very big question. And I actually had to fight my way. I'm pretty sure the GOP regrets not letting me be on the primary because they would have knocked me out with their big money. They regret it now. Because now, as an independent, I'm also raising other questions. So are average people not allowed to run? Are we supposed to kiss the ring and have our sponsors sponsor us? I'm supposed to raise $2 million to convince people to, to vote for me so that I can help because that's what people do when they run they do it because they want to help i want to wrong i want to right the wrongs that i did right i want to fix it and if anyone is qualified to do this job definitely me first of all the secretary is that a secretary we keep files in locks marriage licenses divorce decrees right deeds right your driver's license which by the way for some reason have been privatized. So if you're looking to get into small business and run a franchise, you can actually get a BMB franchise. How ridiculous is that? And then we're concerned, who's getting my data? How do they know where I live? How do they have my address? Well, this is why, because they privatized it. That's what a secretary does, keeps good order. And that's exactly what I want to do. Not only order, but transparency. We have Oh, we have businesses that are registered to do business in our state that go against our actual constitution in regards to what allows a business to exist or that actually violate the constitution. 
you know, during the time of this, you know, pandemic, it was actually an infodemic. Information warfare was, was, is, is what it was. People were terrified. They didn't know what was real and what was not. And for those that already had mistrust of the media, it was dangerous. You didn't know who to trust. Every time someone would say something, they'd be silenced. We have the thought police coming in. Don't say that. You must. We're adults. We vote. We drive. And we drive this economy. And now we're telling people how to talk, how to walk. What is acceptable is speech. It is unacceptable. Which, mind you, the Secretary of State right now spearheads that DHS program of misinformation. See, right now what I'm telling you to many of you that are conservative voters is that you've been duped and it's not a nice thing. I've been duped too. I look in the mirror and I'm fat. I don't like that. Hate the truth. Look at it every day and I don't like it. But it is what it is. And we need to start realizing that they will not never allow a citizen to actually run. I am living proof of it. They made me spend tens of thousands of dollars, which for my campaign is all I raised, to pay attorneys to ensure that I'm on the ballot. And then the left, aren't they about diversity and inclusion? Where's that? I'm diverse. I should be included. My voice matters. Why am I being excluded from my constitutional right to run for office? I'm qualified. I'm not a felon. I don't have any criminal record, actually, aside from whatever anybody tries to say on, on media. I mean, so, you know, I'm also a reptile alien on media, which is crazy. Maybe I'm a man, too. I have been in disguise as a man, though. That's true. But the bottom line is we are in such a hard position, but Ohio is actually in one of the most beneficial across the nation. We have the opportunity to make ourselves heard and seen from the moon. We can provide the biggest middle finger to the establishment no one's ever seen by unseating an incumbent. And allow me to tell you about this incumbent because this is where the cognitive dissonance problem is very problematic to the conservatives. They say they wanna save the children, that they're disgusting, these people that do things, but yet they vote for people like LaRoe, who takes money from Les Wexner, who was literally fingered out in Ghislaine Maxwell's trial for having children trapped in his basement and bankrolled and created Epstein. So you're okay with voting for someone that's funded by the very monsters that create nightmares for children, that funded the very monster that hung himself from four feet. I don't know how that can be possible, right? It's like you're just a little Christian, right? I'm not all Christian, I'm just a little bit. Just like I'm a little bit pregnant and I'm all pregnant. It doesn't make sense. And when and, and when you tell people this, they get angry. And, and, and of course they'll be angry because truth is not pretty. And regardless if you believe it or not, it's still going to be truth. And then we have Chelsea Clark on the left. I mean, she doesn't even, she's like doing the Biden strategy, right? The basement strategy. She doesn't have to come out because they're all supporting LaRose anyway. Remember, your legislators, while you were thumping around your conservative, you know, notions, passed laws to allow Frank LaRose for the first time in U.S. history to actually be deemed a DHS advisor. So he wears two hats, federal and state. Well, where's the state sovereignty in that? And in 2019, the incumbent, Frank LaRose, handed over all your cyber logistics to DHS. Yes, he did. So anything on the IPs, even the elections that are run on there, what do they call them? They want to say, they're repeaters. They're not really internet. Oh, you mean it's a intranet, but you think that can't be hacked. Okay. Ask Microsoft how that worked out. Ask Equifax, ask the banks, ask Target, who are all on the internet and still got hacked. But guess who's owning those lines? DHS. Because don't worry, we're here to just monitor, collect your data, and we'll keep it safe. Right. So the federal government is quasi conducting these elections, and we have an official that you don't know who he's talking for. Is it for Pfizer? Because they sponsor him. Is it from Walmart, who made a ton of money while they shut down small businesses in Ohio? Right? Is it, who is it for? Is it for us? Absolutely not. Because if it was for us, Frank LaRose would not have worn two masks. He would not have allowed companies to fire people because he has that authority because he's in charge of businesses. And he would not allow people 
to be outcasted by businesses. There are businesses in Cleveland that won't let you sit down unless you show a vaccine card. I mean, we've seen that movie before. What was it called? The Nazi movement, right? Show me your papers. This is where we've reduced ourselves though to listening to the media, even though this is the problem. It's like an abusive relationship. You know they're abusing you and you're still listening to them and going with what they're saying. It's like 2016 deja vu, 2014, 2012, 2010. This is the problem that we have, that people don't want to face the reality that we've been lied to and we are the ones that are the gas in their tank. The minute we say no, it's game over. The minute we stand up and say no, it's over. But people are afraid to stand up. Why? They need you. As Secretary of State, I'm going to get rid of the machines. Not only that, I have a company, and I should have the samples hopefully this week, with <clears throat> where I have ballots that have the same anti-counterfeit technology that money has. Does that make you feel safe? Sure does to me. Because then I know they can't counterfeit it. Then I know that at least my ballot has equal footing as my $1 bill in the middle of nowhere at a gas station, right? I, you could go in the middle of nowhere and they could check your dollar bill, but no one can verify if your ballot is secure. How does that work? How is that okay? As Secretary of State, I can't make radical changes. But what I can do is eliminate the corporate interests from our state. That's something I can easily do. There will be no primaries anymore. Absolutely not. There will be no primaries. The only thing we will have is runoffs. Everybody can run. You want 10 Democrats to run for governor? All 10 will be on there and let the best man win. 10 Republicans, 10 random citizens, then they're on there. And here's the other kicker. In the state of Ohio, I will disallow corporations and PAC to fund any races. They can do whatever they want to the presidential. But when it comes to the state of Ohio, there's no more corporations. You're going to watch how quickly we fix our state because it'll be people like you that get into office and rectify things. That's all we need. We need the mom, the dad, the, 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 the we need people. We don't need well-groomed politicians that will flaunt, you know, their successes and tell you, you need me because I'm better than you. That era has gone. The, the era of people going to GOP parties with confetti and, and deifying them is over, is that of the people now. Because, you know, I would love to see Chelsea Clark and Frank LaRose at a debate. They won't ask questions. Oh, they won't answer questions either. They're just going to repeat regurgitating points. One constituent actually asked Frank LaRose something that I mentioned. Hey, your opponent, that independent, said you were in Ukraine when Zelensky was selected, because we all know that election was fixed, right? They picked the guy who played a president on TV and he won by 75%. Guess who was there? Frank LaRose. And he turned around and told the oh, I was just there because my sister works for the UN. So let's break it really down. Let's get some real truth here. When Frank LaRose was in legislation, right? When he was a legislator, they created something called Jobs Ohio. It is a private nonprofit. Jobs Ohio stands for Jobs Ohio Beverage Services. We all know Frank LaRose is a House LaRose, one of the biggest beverage services. His dad actually seed funded it. <clears throat> and while in serving the people, he passed his dad's private nonprofit. Not only that, his brother sits on the board. Not only that, Jobs Ohio is a partner with the World Economic Forum. You can go on their website, and they tell you as it is. So in essence, Frank LaRose has facilitated foreign interference in our local state politics. And our legislators let it happen. Now let's go to the mask and the mandates. Everyone wants to blame DeWine and Amy Acton, right? You want to blame Frank LaRose too? I mean, I blame him because he could have put his foot down regardless of what the legislation said. Because he could have said no business is going to fire anyone or else you're not allowed to do business because we have a constitution in Ohio that says you can't force people to participate in any medical program, healthcare program. It clearly states it. Article 1, Section 21, which has never been enforced. But it's not their fault. It's your legislators. See, in early March of 2020, there was a tax bill being passed. 
In that tax bill, they stuff their little pork, just a couple sentences. Hey, if there's a pandemic, we're going to suspend elections. There we go. That's how they had the authority to do this. No one pays attention. And I'll tell you, how do you know that, Tori? Can you see everything? No. But I'm the master distractor for, you know, almost two decades overseas. And if they're telling you to look over here and they're blaming over there, you know that's not the source. And if you pay attention to how they respond, you're like, well, a governor can't just turn around and say we're canceling elections. Frank LaRose can't just say it. He's got to draw authority from somewhere, right? Tax bill. There it was. Just like he drew authority after all Ohioans emailed and said, hey, is DHS really in charge of our elections? Can we see the IPs? Are they really DHS ones? Guess what he did? He drew authority, get this, from a bill, get this, that was just passed about guns in schools and cited one little paragraph that talked about national security and said, you are not allowed to give them any information. Oh, you mean, so we're not allowed to know that our elections are quasi-federalized and that we have no power over them and that the Department of Homeland Security that was created in conjunction with the Patriot Act, right, is now being in charge of these elections. Who has the keys to those doors, those crypto doors? Ask that question and they'll tell you, well, that's an escrow with a company called Iron Mountain or NCC Group. Who works for them? DHS. Actual DHS employees work for them. And not only that, the Department of Defense just hired, right, our own Frank LaRose's friend to lead the Department of Defense's diversity and inclusion thing. Frank LaRose just created, oh, look at me. I feel strongly about elections. I have a public investigative, so now you're the police too. So you're telling us, Dory, you don't need to look in the machine. I have more police. Trust me, we're fine. And everyone's doing this and then he claims trump endorsed me yeah during the primary he didn't endorse you again and he also said that things change and it's a pity because people have become so polarized they've reduced themselves to looking up at someone else as if they're going to tell them how to think tell me how to think what should i vote oh he said so she said so oh that's it and if that's the value you give to your voice is your first amendment. And then, you know, what can someone do? You can only lead a horse to water. You can't force it to drink. And this is the question that everyone should be having because I see it. We reduce it to that level. There are people that are questioning me. You work for John Brent. You did this. There's this out there. And I was like, have you confronted Frank LaRose and asked him, Hey, your sister got a job at the UN because of your partnership with the World Economic Forum. Wait, why does the World Economic Forum have, Forum have access to our Jobs Ohio information? Has anyone stepped up to ask him that? Absolutely not. But they ask me hard personal questions. Oh, you were a victim of a crime. So let's start dragging out your dirty laundry of being a victim. And that way we could say you're back. How is that okay? Have you asked for actual results, actual questions? This is where we've reduced ourselves. Rather than look at what the problems are, we try to silence anybody that points them out and they will bully you into submission. Yet another tactic that I've used. I think we used it twice in Iraq to subdue groups that were advocating for the rights of the Kurds and whatever. We've done this. I've been around the block. Now, it's your choice. I'm here as an independent standing in the gap, trying to make both sides realize that there is no side. There's only one. We're all floating in this same boat. And as you poke holes in it, we all go down. And you think voting for the same thing and expecting a different result is going to give it to you, then so be it. That is what you're doing right now. I hear people saying you're going to dilute the vote. Not if all of us step away. New York Times just published exactly what I've been saying for weeks. There is a mass exodus from the party. The New York Times is scared because they just published that over 40% of these independents are willing to vote for election deniers because they don't trust anything. What does that tell you when the New York Times and Jen Psaki, of all people, say that? It tells you I was right again. There has been a mass exodus. Over 75% of Ohio registered voters are unaffiliated and independent. I actually represent the majority of Ohio. And we're at this point where we can decide.
because whoever you put in office right now will be responsible for your presidential elections. And while LaRose says, well, Trump won, well, what about our judges? Huh? What about all these people that silenced people, your, your, your elected officials in your cities that locked you down, that said, oh, you have a bridal shop and you go by appointment only, you're shut down. But David's Bridal, who's a great sponsor of ours, they get to be open. See, this is the problem we have. We have too much, too much of this corporate money in our decisions of our state. We have them advocating left and right, tugging, oh, this redistricting is racist. Really? Let me tell you about redistricting. How many of you have seen your district? I'll tell you about mine. I live in downtown Cleveland. Smack in the heart, right there, Terminal Tower. That's where I live. Do you know where my district goes? Akron, Ohio. Now you tell me what commonalities and needs I have as a downtown Cleveland resident with Akron, Ohio. Absolutely none. Yet there's that district. And the redistricting is done to favor either the Democrat or the Republican Party, not you. And our forefathers foresaw that. So these counties that were created were so those counties can have one unified voice. And this is why we're still in the same position. What is the excuse that East Cleveland is in the state that it's at right now? Anybody? But yet West Cleveland looks better. Like, what's the difference? Population? Money? Because I keep hearing, oh, we just need programs. No, programs are money laundering operations. This is how we money launder overseas. We create NGOs. We create nonprofits. What do we need? Actual representation of their needs. That's what we need. So redistricting is going to be out the window. It's going to be by county. Done. And if your county has more residents, then we need to increase the representation and have appropriate representation of our state, not only on a federal level, but a state level, because we are underrepresented. And this is done on purpose. Now, that's, that's, that's another thing that we should talk about is how is it that we fix things? Voter ID to make sure that we don't have, you know, talking points. Illegals are going to vote. Oh, but illegals have the right to vote. They don't, right? I lived overseas for over a decade, right? I was attached to the GCHQ building. I lived there. I worked out of the embassy. I had a house in London. I never voted. Why? Because you're not allowed to. You're not a citizen. You go to Australia, you get the same problem. You're not allowed to. I don't care if you live there 20 years. You're not a citizen. But for some reason, America is to let everybody and their mother vote because they're here. <laughs> so, yeah, we're just free and open. Just have foreign people decide what goes on. That's a big no. And then we have the right pandering for voter ID. Huh. Now, here's the problem. I'm all about ID. We need identification. We need it free has to be free because we are mandated to present it everywhere. And not only that, there are people that are homeless. I have them in front of my building that get jobs and then they can't do anything because they don't have identification and they don't have any documents and they're running in circles. And the problem is, is that our BMV is privatized. Therefore, nobody jumps through hoops to help them. And they just send you on a goose chase and you need to figure it out. No, it shouldn't be like that. The BMV, first of all, is private identifying information of Ohio citizens. Nobody should be able to privatize that. Number one, that's coming back to the Secretary of State. Number two, we will have social workers to help with these people. And here's why I say the problem with the voter ID. Data. Everything you do from your movements on your phone, your email, your social media posts, your texts, your likes, what you listen to is music. They know everything about it. your AI profile knows you better than you know yourself. Better than you know, if anyone actually looks at my YouTube, I like everything. I've confused the algorithm so much that it has no idea who I am from that profile. But if someone goes to my Facebook, they can see what posts I like and which ones I don't. Therefore, they already have an idea of how I am. Now with your voter ID, they will also have a perfect picture of how and when you vote. And this is why they tried this early voting thing. Why? Because then they need to know how they can adjust the algorithm in the door, how many voters are left to vote. So if you voted early, you've just contributed to their data to know how they can manipulate the computer algorithm that shuffles your vote for your, for your safety, of course. So no one knows how you vote in order to ensure that the outcome that they do is there. And most of you are like, what is that? Let's put it this way. A lot more simple. I have goalposts. And I say I want the ball to go through these goalposts. Right. See, I understand the topic so I can explain it. 
That's what an algorithm is. It says this is the goal, that we need to put the ball through here. Joe Schmo is getting elected. That's the goal. That's where the ball needs to go in. And so that's the end. So at the beginning, you tell the computer, here's how many voters are coming, 100,000, right? And whatever happens, you need to adjust it so the ball goes through that goal. And that's what it does. Computers can calculate. Your early voting contributes to that. Your mail-in voting contributes to that. All of that contributes to them having to do less fiddling on the day, right? Because they already know how many are left. Because what happened in 2016 was too many people came out. And that goalpost was ready for 50 people. And 150 turned up. It broke. And when DHS tried to get in, and I say DHS because that's who did it, they got caught in Georgia. Everyone has amnesia in 2016. Kemp came out. Oh, my gosh, the Russians, we're in our machines. The next day, he's like, yep, yeah, it wasn't Russians, it was DHS. Wrote a letter, scathing letter to the OIG saying this is a violation of our 10th Amendment and our state sovereignty. And then he became governor, and he forgot all about that. You see how that works? We need people in office, and we need to start cleaning house. Because if you put your head down and say, well, you know, we hope for the best, okay? I'm not going to be around for long. I won't be here when it gets really bad. Neither will most of us in this room. But your kids are. And when your kids are in that position, they're going to think, damn, what did my mom or dad do? Absolutely nothing. What did the people of that time at that tipping point do? Absolutely nothing. They sat there and they let it happen, hoping for the best. So if you guys have any questions, I'd be more than happy to answer them. Please go ahead. Any questions? I actually tried to do that. They blocked me. Frank LaRose instructed the counties to actually, for those of you that understand how elections work, um, I think it was, was it Valentine's Day, uh, the Friday? I think it was, I, I, I must be mistaken, but there was a Friday prior to the Monday that the counties had to turn in the final tallies of the signatures. So we sent out all my petitions. This is how the media lies too, right? We sent out all the petitions, he sent them out and they all came back and I had exceeded the 1,000. Remember, I collected 1,700, over 1,700 in 10 days, right? And I collected over 5,000 in 28 days. That tells them we're coming. So what did he do? The minute they saw that I had enough signatures on that Friday prior to the Monday, Amanda Grandjean, who, by the way, people should look at who he hired, right, to be second in command for elections, sent out an email to every single county and said, it, you can invalidate her petition if you don't have a page one. And the page ones were separate from the page two. So we have a document. It's two pages, right? Apparently, because they weren't photocopied on the back, it was considered a separate document. That was, that was the most ridiculous argument. But here's the thing. Counties, by law, are not allowed to invalidate statewide petitions. Their job is to get those petitions and look at every single signature. That's their job. Guess what? Some counties said, uh, that's not our job. We're submitting our signatures. But Cuyahoga County, Franklin County, you know, they all said, yep, we're throwing them out. We didn't even look at the signatures. That's it. We invalidated it. They actually broke the law. They should have been held accountable, but I was thinking, darn it, this guy's going to come in. We're the first ones deploying internet voting. Do you get it? Do you understand what I'm telling you? He first brought us onto the DHS systems. He's part of the DHS. He went in 2020 to Israel and told them how amazing our elections are. He was just in Nigeria observing elections. Why is he country hopping? He should be focused on Ohio. I'm telling you what he is doing. They're bringing blockchain voting. And remember, the one thing about blockchain, that crypto digital currency, what are they waiting for? To program it. If you have programmable blockchain tech, you cannot detect cheating. It's already cheating from the get-go. And he's bringing that here. And if everyone reads the Have Act of 2002, it clearly spells it out. And how do I know? Because the state of Ohio was the one that purchased Votem which is part of that conic Chinese guy that got arrested for giving our data, right? All of Ohio runs on that. And their specialty is internet voting. 
so that's why I said, no, we, we're going back and we're going independent. And, you know, they tried to fight me on that. You're a Republican. We know you've worked with the previous, you know, administration. You've been a delegate. You've been this. And I said, I didn't vote in the primary, so prove it. It changed my mind. Because the Republican Party, by the way, doesn't identify with any of us. They're all doublespeak liars. I would have been on the GOP ballot. And God knows, I am so grateful. This was divine intervention. Because if I was on the GOP ticket, it was a very good chance I would have lost. Very good chance, because I didn't have a million dollars. But I am a centrist, just like the previous president that was taken down, who spoke common sense. And I am so grateful that man ran, because he showed everyone exactly what's going on. They just bit at his ankles and attacked him with anything. They threw the kitchen sink at that guy. The kitchen sink. I mean, look at the justice. Some lady thought she remembered a party from like 30 years ago and doesn't remember the location, but remembered that that happened. This is where we've reduced ourselves as a society to stupid conversations that make absolutely no sense to evil and demonic attacks on actual people that are making change. And that's what we saw with the previous president. We saw that, you know, I'm no, I'm not him because, you know, I'm still trying to redeem myself for what I've done. I've destroyed nations with what I did. And I'm sure that a lot of people that undergo PTSD that come back from the war, when they reflect, they feel the same way. You know, when we love our country so much, we don't question it. We just do it. Especially when the people that are telling you to do it, you trusted them to, to help you and teach you. And, 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 and in my business, we're trained to lie. So when they betray me, I was like, oh, they, just, they were lying. So that made me a little bit more gullible in real life, too. But I think if you have faith, nothing can hurt you, no matter what they throw at you. And, and, and I guess the previous administration showed that whatever they threw couldn't take. They're trying. They're really trying. I remember I filled up all of West uh, East Montana and the whole state of North Dakota. They had signs everywhere. And I did that for free. I just walked in and said, give me. And I just filled it up and people were like, are you crazy? They're going to break your house down. I was like, I don't care. I would put them on highways. I would just drive and do it just because he was so polarizing. It was November of uh, August of 2016. And I went to the local GOP where I was a delegate. And I said, where's the, the signs? Where are the, Oh, we don't know if we're going to endorse. I said, he already was picked. You don't have a choice. The people already chose. And if you don't remember, that was the party that told you they didn't want it. And now he owns the party. Now that he has it in his hand, it's going to crush it. You watch. He's a genius. Any other questions? Sorry. Okay. I appreciate you. Oh, I expected more questions. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Huh? Everybody does, and that's the problem, is that everybody knows that there's a problem, and we're still sticking in the same, we're in the same car going off the same cliff. It's like a nightmare that just keeps repeating. We just need to do it the way they did it in the old times, word of mouth, and they won't see us coming. I'm hoping the Amish come out in droves, because, you know, the cottage industry and the Amish are being targeted. You know, they don't bother anyone. They're actually the backbone of Ohio. So how many of you go to the Amish for cheese and stuff? Right? We should protect them too. Where am I going to speak next? Um, my my team knows because I'm actually working on the lawsuit right now that I have the Ohio Supreme Court that nobody's talking about, right? Nobody, absolutely nobody. And you should be calling your media and saying, "Hey, you get hurt by me. Why aren't you talking about this? This is a real thing. This independent is on the ballot. We're not even talking about it." Before I'm actually lost, you know what? I would be the first to say, I was wrong. I know I'm not. But I was wrong. She is totally safe. Let me see it. Because I can tell you, source code, depending on some counties, hasn't been updated in over a decade. Over a decade. 
We've got a crooked news media that, that just will, will not be repeated. What class have you worked? Lies. Well, well, class, as Secretary of State, I can actually classify those out that call themselves news media. Is this is fine. We should classify businesses to their actual No, that's not fine. PBS didn't even mention that I was on the back. Yeah, nice little setup. Where did that work? Oh, wait. Anybody else care for more water before? No, I brought my bottle. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I, I love the fact that you guys get together weekly. Yeah, but that's exactly We should be getting together as communities and talking about the issues we have. I've been moving on the line for two years. We've been together since 2011. That's fantastic. That's exactly what we need. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what it is. See, this is what I think we should be seeing. People actually get together. That's how community That's how you see when you see things like that, it should make everything that we put out